Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Comics to me. I'm Champ Champenstein. <laughs> Heather. <laughs> and uh, we're here to talk about comics. And Heather will go first. I'll go first. I got a lot to say about this one. <laughs> okay, this is Dragon Age. This is Blu-ray. This is... Uh, Oh, I thought you said Blu-ray. It's like, that's not a Blu-ray. <laughs> this is Dragon Age on Blu-ray. <laughs> this is issue number one. Um, this three-part series is following my favorite character in the entire game series, uh, Fenris. Uh, he was one of the... I don't know him. He's, uh, he's one of the main characters in the second game, which the second game itself was pretty mediocre, but the characters that came out of it were fucking great. All right. So this kind of deals with... Uh, where he went after the events of Kirkwall, which is what happened at the end of the second game. Okay, um, okay. So it kind of operates under the idea that like whether or not he stays with Hawk um, and then what Hawk does during like Inquisition and stuff, Fenris decides that he is better off on his own doing what he needs to do. And what he needs to do is hunt fucking slavers and kill them. Because right, if you know, cool. yeah, if you know anything about Fenris, he... So his, <laughs> his whole backstory is um, he was kind of kidnapped, essentially. Is that what the tattoo is? Yes. Yeah, so so what happened was he was uh, kidnapped, taken as a slave, and he was, like, used and tortured and stuff by a magister from the Tevinter Imperium. Uh, the tattoo on his back were forced lyrium tattoos. That's what gives him his ability to fight and stuff like that. Right. So in the in the second game, you work with him to hunt down his old master and kill him That's for cool. what he had done for him. Yeah, done to him. So in this, he continues with that, and he is hunting down all the other slavers and killing them. All right, because he doesn't think that elves need to be kept to slaves. Then he's yeah, no, he's he's such an incredible character. I love him so much, but. Uh, there's a little more to it than that because one of the main characters in here, her dad, is technically a slaver. He goes missing. She's trying to find him. And she runs into him. All right. So, yes, I'm very, very excited. Uh, I love Fenris, and I am just very pleased that he has his own comic now. <sighs> That's all. I will talk about one of my favorite books, the... Damn it, I was trying to keep him down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mega. <laughs> You're going down, buddy. Uh, I have one of my favorite books, Superman's... God damn. Superman's <laughs> pal, Jimmy Olsen. I almost called him Jimmy Man Jimmy Man's... <laughs> Superman's best friend. Jimmy but... Man's best pal. <laughs> <laughs> Super uh, Olsen. Super Olsen. So this is just... Jimmy is getting away from Gotham after all of the hijinks ensue with Batman. The prank war. The prank war. And this kind of just goes more into just, like, Jimmy is with his psychiatrist, and she's like, there's so many different types of Jimmy Olsen, and it's just, I don't know, this is one of, every time I'm just like, this is one of my favorite issues. But this is one of my favorite issues. <laughs> there's, like, a cute little gag with, like, little Olsons where they look like Peanuts characters. Oh my god, I need to see that. And it's I love the I love peanuts, and then that just like sold me. I was like, 
I will die for Jameel's. I'll die for this book. I don't even know Jimmy and I would die for him. Michael gets the little Olsons. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's perfect. I've I'm just so pleased by this book. I know it's stupid, but I read it at the beginning of work today and I just had a great time. And like he's having an interview at the Daily Planet and he's just showing them all these photos and they're just talking about how he's rich and how he wouldn't have like the gumption to try to do more and he they come across this photo and he's like oh let me tell you how i did this and it's just i don't know it's great jimmy olsen's wholesome i love him i love that i don't need a salary i'm rich <laughs> salary would just be weird yeah it's perfect okay and i'm gonna move on okay uh i'm gonna talk about the question the death of vic savage this is a black label book i like this one more than the first one yeah. Yeah. It was, I felt like less like I was reading a book for that was written by Ben and so. <laughs> It, it's, it felt like the whole idea is that the question has led many lives or different lives in the past. So this one is kind of covering his cowboy, cowboy life. <laughs> I love when like people writing comics, they just don't know what else to do. And they're like, you know what? Let's make him a cowboy. Because I feel like that's been happening a lot more in the books that I've been reading is they just, like, randomly are, like... It's a cowboy, cowboy. now. And the next issue, he's going to be, like, a like a detective. Like, seems like a hard-boiled detective type thing in the 40s. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, I, I liked this issue way more. It was interesting just in the idea of, like, kind of showing what's actually going on. But I feel like it's one of those Jeff Lemire, I'm confused moments, as always. Oh, they're going to tie it up in one more issue. Wait, I, it is three, right? I, I thought it was three, but okay. maybe it's more. Okay. I just assumed it was going to be three because aside from that. I suppose they're in the 1940s, which isn't like a huge jump to where they are now. But I, it could be like endless almost, you know? Like, yeah. There's so much time. Maybe it's like that Joker and Harley criminal sanity where they were like, let's just do 15 issues. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that at all, though. I don't. Okay. (laughs) On with the show. Okay. And we're moving. Um, This is Buffy and Angel, the the event Hellmouth, (laughs) number number four or five. Uh, (laughs) You said 45. Number 45. Um, This is Buffy dealing with the realization that she is working with Angel, who is a vampire. Spoiler alert. If you guys didn't know. <laughs> uh, and she's just like, vampires, no. And she won't listen to anything Angel's trying to say to her. And she's being very much of a teen about it. But, yeah. Very, I, I, it a does teen. make sense. Like, when you say that, I, I realize now that she is a teenager. Yeah, I, yeah. I always forget that, you know, she's like, what, 17? Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Um. But still, man, yeah. grow up. You're a fucking slayer. You need to be an adult about this. He hasn't killed you yet. So no. If he wanted to, he would have. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Have the chance. Mm-hmm. For sure. But anything else coming out of this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the, the issue is that, I mean, besides the big ending, which, which you know. Can't spoil. I won't do it this time. <laughs> But yeah, just hell mouth shit, yeah. Yeah, and the art in this is incredible. That's it's so good. That's it. Art great. Yeah, the art is 
tier. Is it tier? Is it you or me? I can go. Okay. <sighs> so I have this is a uh, Archie and Katie Keene. This is Archie number seven ten, okay. but it's number one of. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, number one of the Archie and Katie Keene series. So I am pleased to announce that the art is back to how it was before the Archie and Sabrina saga, which makes me very happy because I love this art. Uh, the downside to this series is there is a hot new woman in town named Katie Keene who makes her own clothes and she's an artist and stuff and she takes the attention away from Archie and he's not okay with it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's seriously all that happens in this one. Like, she just shows up randomly, sings at a concert, and Archie was like, but you guys didn't even pay attention to me. And they're like, well, you know, she's like, she's new. She's hot. Like, she makes her own clothes. She writes yeah. her own music and stuff. And he's like, yeah, but I do too. But it's a girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just going to see. What is it? In the preview for the next one, it says something like, Archie isn't happy. Archie isn't happy. Yeah, Katie Keene's musical debut has got everyone talking. Unfortunately, it also means that no one's talking about Archie. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's my whiny little boyfriend. I love my whiny son. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God, I'm stuck to this chair again. Always. Yeah. <laughs> no, someone did not feed me. I was taking a drink. All right, uh, now I have Runaways. This is issue number 29. This is, what's it called? What's the name of the story arc? Runaways. <laughs> Cannon Fodder Part 5. Okay. <laughs> Runaways is the name of the comic. Well, you know. <laughs> this just talks about uh, more about Doc Justice and what the just, like the just J-team is what they call the group. The J-team of the past and how they all how they all ended, which was not good. Okay. Basically, all the J-teams have, have died. Oh. And Doc Justice has married, like, several of his princess justices, and it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I... <laughs> Rambo Baby, what is you doing? <laughs> it's, uh... I really have enjoyed the story quite a bit, just because... I can't I can't tell you why 100%, but I think it's the idea that, like, somebody's trying to use them for, not necessarily for their powers, but to try to, like, gain fame as well as, like, still helping people. I don't know. It's weird. It's very strange. Okay. I like it a lot. I like this issue a ton because they have these this really cool, like, there's this cool pages, if I can find, like, full full pages at the dinner table. Oh, I love that. Where they had just come back from a mission, and then the next page is, like, the full team, and then, like, the ghosts of all of the J-team past. Are those all the princesses? Yes, yeah. Okay. That's cute. Yeah, so it's... Does oh. Inka do the art in that one? Uh, no, it's still the, oh, the other artist. For some reason, it looked a lot like Inka. Yeah, no, the other artist... Uh, I don't know if their style is 100%, like, similar to his but at least reminiscent and yeah yeah uh like i said when he they switched artists i didn't even notice and yeah it was really, it was really streamlined because so. i know he's still doing the covers right yep, yep. okay uh and then i have lolo woods this is issue number two uh i'm still i don't know i need to go back and read the first issue and the second issue together 
to see if maybe I just missed something because I kind of felt confused this issue, but just dynamics between like and relationships and them like the two main characters kind of seemingly being split apart. I always get the the Hill House ones mixed up. Like, which one is that again? This is the one where the girls go to a movie. Okay. okay. And they wake up and, like, the movie's been over for a while, but it seems like they've been outside. Mm -hmm. And there's something, like, something, like, supernatural in the woods, it seems like. Okay. Yeah. I remember now. But you just get more of a delve into, like, who the characters are as people and how, like, their friendship kind of works. Still spooky? Still spooky. It's just, like I said, it's just weird. I can't 100% figure out what's going on, mm -hmm. I guess. And they've been split up now just because they got in, like, a huge argument at a party. If I was either one of them, I would have been very embarrassed. <laughs> like, it was in front of everybody. It was, like, one of those fights where you're just like, Oh no! This should not be happening. You didn't mean to do this, yeah. but it's happening, and now everybody's watching. And now you're just gonna die later because you're embarrassed or whatever spooky shit's gonna come out of the woods and kill you. You're gonna get spooked. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, next. I'm ready. Okay. Um. So we both have Red Mother. Oh, you got the red cover. I yeah. That Wendy mentioned that too. I the red right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, it's the blood one. I was like, yeah, there's, it's a horror, no like, there's no, going to the, be blood in it. The, the letters are different okay. colors. Hers are red and See, mine this are white. all makes sense now. Okay. I thought that's what you said when you were checking them in. I thought you commented that they were doing the Yeah, red. no, I did comment on it because it said red variant on the back, but I thought it was something that I didn't realize. <laughs> it was like, yeah, uh, I understand now. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. I, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, a little more about this. Red Mother. So, first issue, <coughs> a woman and her boyfriend are on a walk. He gets killed. Her eyes taken from her, and she starts seeing things in red that are weird and supernatural and spooky. Yes, um, and in this one, the vision's seem to be happening more often than not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, speeding up, if you will. Yeah. They yeah. they are just happening all the time now. Um, but she's, you know, talking to a therapist, seeing this spoopy red thing. Um, God, this, I'm sorry, this art is just incredible. Yeah, the art is really great. Um, and then she goes to her boyfriend, who is missing now. She goes to his apartment and runs into his brother. And they have a little conversation. She gets a box full of her things. But there's more. <laughs> yeah, it's... The ending of this book was really confusing to me. But in a way that, you know, that means it's probably going to be... And I feel like... Revealed. Yeah, I feel like the... Um, the whole thing that she gets is confusing, but I feel like there's, it's also important to note that she creates puzzles. Like that was a job mm -hmm. that she had done where she loves like making puzzle games. So I feel like that was mentioned in here because it's going to be important yeah, cool. like yeah. later on. Um, but yeah, she's, uh, she's struggling with the fact that her boyfriend is missing. She has a fake guy that is giving her visions of demons and she can't control it. <laughs> That's a good summary. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> I did it. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> All right. I have Batman's Grave. This is issue number 
four. This is uh, Warren Ellis' book with Brian Hitch doing the art. Can I see that? Yeah. I, has Warren Ellis been doing all of them? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's the only reason I started picking up this Batman book. That makes sense. Because God knows I don't need another Batman book. And this one is just, you know, punching and fighting and Alfred being sassy. But look at that butt. But look at that butt. <laughs> this... This definitely brings, like, there's just, like, a whole mystery surrounding everything. Like, there's something going on in Gotham more. And you have to read this, like, he's like, what are you going to do, sir? And Batman just goes, why? Wildly overcompensating. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, I laughed out loud. Because yeah. it's, just, like, wildly overcompensate. Like, that's just perfectly not a Batman line. And also just, like, a, what kind of snark is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, is Warren Ellis just like, you know what? Fuck it. Batman's just going to make fun of himself now. There was another line in there. I should have written them down because I was like, oh yeah, there's a few things I want to talk about. But that one got me and there's one other one where he was just kind of the same way. But This one. That one's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Just definitely, if you want a Batman punch-in book, this is this is definitely it. Yeah, there's a, there's tons of punch in here. Batman's got a nice little beefy butt. It looks good. There's no penis. There is no penis, but that's but, fine. But safe enough. Put the penis back in Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> I mean, that's, sure. that's what I meant to say, but that's not how I meant to say it. That's fine. It's like they told everyone in Birds of Prey that like they're not allowed to be hot. Oh my god. <laughs> We can't. I'm sorry. I don't, we, don't, we don't have time to go into yeah, that Yeah, we won't now. do that today. Uh, and then I have Undiscovered Country number three. I, I read this, and Heather has to yeah, read I, it, maybe. Time has not been on my side the last few days. Uh, so I gave this a quick read just because I wanted to see what happened. And I did enjoy this issue more than one and two. I still don't care about any of the characters. I, they bring in this whole idea of time being different in the United States and the scientist, how it comes to those conclusions is kind of interesting. I like the idea that they put behind that, but in general, yeah, I still, still didn't really get me. I suppose just because I don't like, yeah, I don't care about the characters and this, this world is very like kind of one dimensional in its own way, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Not that it's a bad book. My man Matt doing the coloring. Yeah. Always. And the art is really good. I really yeah. do enjoy that. And it's just like I said, it's not the story's just like not bad. I just like it's not for me. So not my type of interest. Yeah. That's how I felt about it too. I'll have to read this when I get into work tonight. So there's just just some things about like just like, you know. <laughs> just a little bit too much. Okay, you go. You go. All right, I'm just going to knock these two out together because, as I just mentioned, time is not on my side. I woke up late today, didn't have a chance to read these, so got uh, Valkyrie number seven and Avengers number 29. I actually am very disappointed that I wasn't able to read the Avengers because, like, I'm back on board with it. <laughs> it there were, like, a few issues where I was not really interested in where the story was going, but this one I am actually into. Um, Black Widow is 
a part of the team right now, and she's got this incredible fucking weird mecha suit thing that Tony had made for her. Looks great. Um, they're in space. It's like they told her she couldn't be hot. Yeah, that's like it. exactly what it was. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, they're all in space. Um, they're fighting against Silver Surfer and the other Guardians. Um, well, when I say Guardians, I mean like Silver Surfer and his like brothers. Yeah. Um, and his brothers. Well, I, that's I swear that's how he like introduced them in one like these are my brothers, and then there were like <laughs> two other people I'd never seen before. Um, but anyway, uh, Thor is still trying to fight off that brood infection. That oh damn it. Um, Ruin stuff for you. Yeah, I just like spoil the scene for myself. Um, yeah, Thor is still trying to fight off that brood infection. Um, they're all doing their own things. Blade is like sick because I can't remember what they had called it, but his vampirism is not doesn't work for him when they're in space. No, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're all. Yeah. Well, I can't remember what they had said. Like, because it happens in the last issue where they're like they're too close to something or too far away from something else. I can't remember, but it's like fucking with him and like making him sick. Okay. Um, that's part of the reason why Ghost Rider and Black Widow are like trying to get away because they have him. Okay. Um, and then they get stopped by Silver Surfer and stuff and so things are happening. But yeah, um, I, again, I'm, I'm very excited to get to this. Um, and then Valkyrie, I'm kind of just kind of holding on to this. I don't know yeah. how I feel about it. Um, I don't care about spoilers for myself in this one, so I'm just going to, like, flip through. But it doesn't look like anything happens. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, okay. And on that note, I also I also have comic books. <laughs> These um, are my books. These are the books I read. This is issue number 56 of Aquaman. This is... An issue that's not written by Kelly Sue DeConnick. What? Yeah. Who's it written by? Ah, uh, fuck. What was this guy's Jeff name? Higgins? Jeff Higgins. <laughs> I just made no, that up. It sounded I, like a good name. No, I... It's in the back. Look. Kyle Higgins. Oh. Kyle. And Aaron Lopresti does the art, and Matt Ryan is on the inks. Yeah. And Romulo Fajardo Jr. I mm. probably fucked that up. Sorry, guys. Is on the colors. So if Looks you wanted great. to know all that, that's what it is. Uh, this issue kind of goes back in time and before Mera was pre pregnant and when her and Aquaman first got engaged. And they have this big fight with the trench, which is just like some under underwater gross boys. <laughs> we should, our name should be the trench. Underwater. I mean, underwater gross boys. Yeah, the trench will feed and it's just us when we're in sassy moods. I really like that. I think it's better than the gruesome twosome. I think the trench is like perfect because we're like a black hole. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Aquaman and Mera have a whole conversation about having children and how they want to have children in the future maybe, but they're kind of busy fighting for the good of the world. In the end, the trench let them go, which they think is really odd and as I think about it, it's probably because she's pregnant at the time. Probably. And they're like, the trench is probably just like, you know what? You guys need to learn how to communicate in like a timely fashion. <laughs> so we're going to let you go. You figure out how to apologize to each other. Well, this is before. No, they, I know. They, they know <laughs> what's going to happen. They're like, you have communication issues. We can just tell that in the future this is going to be a big problem. 
that's good. Okay, and last, last yeah. All right, we have safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have safe sex. This is not together. Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, this is issue number five. This is the uh, the naughty people all end up going to a party for the. The party. The part. Oh, it's called the party. Damn, that's why it didn't sound right. So they, the sex workers, all end up going to a, a party hosted by the party where they're trying to infiltrate and save people. Yeah. Among which is Avery's husband, George. I can't. Yeah, maybe that might be right. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> but of course, it you know it doesn't. Nothing works out the way they want it to. Um, but you'll get to see. I don't know how well they all work and like, you know, can get things done. Yeah. Like they're, they're all used to kind of operating on the down low, I guess, like without letting people yeah. know. So they're really good at pretending to be something that they're not, which I thought was very interesting to see. Yeah. I also like the idea of them just kind of uncovering everything that's been happening mm-hmm. and, I mean, they obviously knew this wasn't going to go perfectly, though, right? Right. So, yeah, because one of the people they are trying to liberate, I guess, save uh, is Jones, who was the, in case you don't remember us talking about it at any point, she was one of the main ringleaders of the Dirty Mind, the sex club. And she is also the partner, lover of, I was doing so good with names. Yeah. Um, one of the main, uh, Sylvia, um, yeah, she wants to save Jones and I mean, sometimes people just don't want to be saved. Yeah. Or they but, think they have already been saved. Right. Um, but it does go a little more in depth to that. There's a really, really good interview, um, at the very end of this book with, um, Justin Hall, who does a lot of erotic, uh, comics queer comics they're really good um and then there's also i guess i never really like i've seen these before but i yeah. never really like looked at them but they're they have a playlist for every issue and the playlists are actually really really good <laughs> i was i was very pleased when i was looking at that what, one yeah <laughs> what songs they had um but yeah this cannot recommend this book enough yeah uh, i think it's really interesting yeah. i love all the creators on it i just i think they include a lot of little freebies which i think are very very cool um i wonder if that's always what it's called the sex work superheroes i can't remember but i feel like it is but they always include like an interview or like information about a follow sex worker which i just i am into i think it's really cool yeah yeah um but this is uh this is oh god sorry um Justin Hall, the guy that they do the interview with, this is one of the comics that he has created. And what is it called? Uh, Theater of Terror, Revenge of the Queers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I recommend that to everyone. I think that's a, a very good comic to read. It's very informative too. Not wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We that's, did it. Always. Always on Wednesdays. Yes. Thank you for bearing with us today. I barely, I did, I got a lot of sleep. That's not what I meant. I mean, we barely made it here today. Yeah. Yeah, I woke up too late and that's why I'm not quite here. 
that's but, it. But, but thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye, comics. <laughs> we'll see you on the, the flippity flip. Yeah. Bye. Oh, God. Stop. <laughs>